The Pasuk says, Moshe wrote the Torah, this Torah, and he gave it to the Kayanim, the sons, the uh, sons of Levi, in other words, from the tribe, from the Shevet Levi, who, the, who are the ones that carried the Arim Bris Hashem, and he gave it to all the elders of the Yidn. Shteltzer the Ragachaba, so the Ragachaba addresses this thing. He addresses what the Torah says. He gave it to the Kayanim from the Shevet Levi. The Lashna Kainim and Elevi state Oich Friir and Seif Pasha Shaiftim. This same wording, the Kainim from the Shevet Levi, is also written at the end of Pasha Shaiftim by the Din von Egla Rufa. Over there it talks about the Egla Rufa, that the Kainim and the Menei Levi should be involved running the uh, what's going on there. By Yikshua Kainim and Elevi, that the Benikshua Kainim and Elevi. The Kainim, the son, the, from the Shevet Levi, shall approach and take care of the matter. Zok Dorot the Sifri. So the Sifri says about this, I would think that the Kainim that have to deal with the Egla Rufa have to be, they can't be Bali Mumim. Bali Mumim at Nayan. How do we know that a Balmum, somebody who has a blemish which disqualifies him from working in the Beis Hamikdash, how do we know that he's able to deal with the Egla Rufa situation? Tamad Leimer B'nai Levi, so it says B'nai Levi, from the tribe of Levi. Thus haste, meaning to say, as the Yitter Loshem B'nai Levi, that the fact that the Torah adds the words B'nai Levi, which it would seem doesn't need to be said here, because everybody knows who the Kayinim are. Why does it have to suddenly say that they come from Shevet Levi? The reason the Torah says is, Kunt Mar as Eich Kayinim Balimumim, this is coming to tell us, that also a kayan that is a balmum that has that is blemished, Rufa are permitted to be involved in the in the process of the Rufa. In other words, even though they're involved in a in a process which the Torah says that the kayanim should be involved in, so you would think that you might not that they might not be permitted if they're balimumim. So it says bnei levi, since by bnei levi there is no such thing as being a balmum or that a balmum somehow disqualifies him from doing his work. So therefore the Torah is telling us that just as Leviim, don't, uh, it doesn't matter if they're a Balamum, so also the Kainim involved in the Glarufa, they're, they're there as a, from the tribe of Levi, and therefore they don't have to be Tmimim, which means non-Balmum. Trek the So therefore the Ragachava asks about our Pasuk, the Khan Mai, so what about our Pasuk, where it says that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the Torah and gave it to the Kain of B'nai Levi. What is the Pasuk here telling us when it adds that the Kainim are from the Shevet Levi? The Pasuk is Marba Balamumim. Of course here, it doesn't, uh, it, this idea that the Balamum is permitted doesn't make any sense in this context. Because we're not talking about an Aveda service that the Kainim are doing by receiving the Torah. So there would be no reason to think that it has anything to do with the Balmum. It's only by an Aveda that a Balmum is possible, but over here it's unrelated. So what is this B'nai Levi telling us? 
And this is one of the only, the few places that the Raghachaba has no answer to this question. He remains with a question. He doesn't know what the uh, purpose of saying B'nai Levi in this Pasuk is. Based. Vigiret Kamapam, as was mentioned many times, that we can learn from Rashi extraordinary things, in other words, besides for the Pshutish Mikra, very extraordinary things, as he calls it. Or also in regards to other areas of Torah besides Pshat. And the same would be true in our situation, is Loit Pirish Rashi. That the way Rashi speaks about it, this question that the Rabbi poses is answered. And in the Pshudash Lomikra, the way Rashi treats the Pshudash Lomikra of this Pasuk. Rashi is Mefarish and Unza Pasuk. Rashi explains in our Pasuk, that Moshe wrote the Torah by Yitna and he gave it to Kishagamra Kula Nosno Levnei Shiftai. When he finished the entire Torah, he gave it to the members of his Shevet, the members of the Shevet Levi. That's how Ra- what Rashi says. Those was Rashi Zokt Kishagamra Kula. The fact that Rashi says that he did it when he finished writing the entire Torah is moving. We can understand what he's trying to say. The Rashi is that as in fact the commentaries on Rashi explain it. Kedem is onish meinen, so that one should not think. The Baal the pasuk that tell do the Moshe Rabbeinu Zegishrim Mungigem since the pasuk tells it to us here and Vayelach it's not yet at the end of the Torah, still two parshas away from the end of the Torah, and over here he's already telling us that Moshe wrote the Torah and gave it to the. To the Shevet Levi as and the Zikni Yisrael as Moshe Rabbeinu under Shevet Gishrim, nor bis der parshas. I might think that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the Torah up until this point, and he didn't yet write parsha Azinu and Bracha. Unish weiter and not further. and he gave it to them incomplete, not having completed the entire Torah. So Rashi says, no, don't think that. It's written here, but he gave it to them, of course, only after he wrote the entire Torah. So that's why he says that. The myth is verstanden, for what Rashi is matik in the Ramasful, Erdem Vord Vayitna Vecholu. And that's why Rashi also quotes in the, uh, what he quotes from the Pasuk, he also quotes the words Vayitna. He quotes He wrote it and so on and he gave it. So that's why he adds the words he gave it. And he doesn't say he wrote it the entire thing because the question comes up from he gave it to them. He gave it to them now so you would think that he gave it to them now. And he said no. He wrote it and gave it to them when it was complete. Because just from writing when he wrote it, we don't know yet that, he, that it was the complete Torah. But since the Pasuk also says that he gave it to them, 
is das machriach to zogen. This is what forces us to say, as the vayichta meant kula that when he wrote it, it means he wrote the entire thing. Because he wouldn't give them a Torah which is incomplete. So from the fact that the pasuk also says that he gave it to them, that's what makes it certain that when it says he wrote it, it means he wrote the entire thing. Because otherwise he wouldn't give it to them. So that's that explains that part of the Rashi. As is of Anish moving to see him from Pirush Rashi. But we have to understand what the end of the Rashi is. Nasna Levnei Shifta. He gave it to the members of his Shevet. L'chaira Chazat Eribe Dozvas Eshtet in Pasagufa. By those words, he seems to simply merely be repeating what the Pasag tells us already. Vayitna L'chaira Bnei Levi. That he gave it to the Kainim, the, the members of Levi, Hanaisim Esarein, etc. So the Pasuk clearly states that he gave it to the Shevet Levi. Why is Rashi saying that he gave it to the members of his Shevet, which is Shevet Levi, as is well known? If Rashi was trying to tell us that when it says Kainim here, it doesn't mean only the Kainim, exclusively the Kainim, but he gave it to all the Bnei Shifta, the Shevet Levi Bechlalis. He gave it to the, the, the whole Shevet Levi. Is Vidir Kashas? He had the question, the Lashon Kainim Bnei Levi, Shtechem Freer, Kanal. So then you have the question that this, these words, Kainim Bnei Levi, is already, as we mentioned, written before in Parsha Shevetim. And undart maintes nishshevet levi bechlal. And over there, it does not mean that any levi can be involved in the process of the egla rufa. Nor dafke the kayanim. Over there, it means that the kayanim have to be the ones to do it. With the pasuk is that mamshich, as the pasuk over there continues, kibam bachar Hashem, because of them that Hashem chose the kayanim l'sharsei to uh, serve him alavarech b'shmei ba pm yir kol rivachol nega, and by their word shall be. Uh, decided every uh, dispute and every if there's a nega means saras and so on or any other thing that with tumma vatara they're the ones that have to decide it specifically about saras. and that means the ones that uh, that means referring to the kainim the ones that serve Hashem and the ones that give the brichas kainim and so on. And also in other places in the Torah it says In all those places it means specifically Kayanim. Not that it opens it up to all of them. Rashi tells us in the first time that those words appear. He says It means the Kayanim that come from the Shevet Levi, but it doesn't mean that everybody from the Levi, so it means specifically Kayanim. Hain from Vanat is Rashi's Hechrech, Da, as Vayitna Lokaymene Levi, Mait Levne Shivte Gan Shevet Levi. So then why, how does Rashi know that when Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Torah to the Kayanim Bene Levi, that he gave it to the whole Shevet? It says the Kayanim, and in all, everywhere else, Hakayanim Bene Levi, or Hakayanim Halavim means specifically the Kayanim. And you might answer, Has Hagam the Pasuk Gufa is Messiah and Noisim is Harem Bris Hashem? Because the Pasuk itself says, The ones who carry the Aram. And the ones that carry the Aram were in fact the Levim. Kemen is Mepharazine, so that therefore that might be a good proof that it means all the Levim. 
but you can explain even those words, the ones that carry the Levim, with the Cheskuni, as in fact the Cheskuni explains that as Retzer Wegen, the Koenim will come to them Aaron, as the Levim will come in the That is really talking about the Koenim who were meant, who they were the ones that went into the Kedush HaGadoshim, and they wrapped, or to the Mishkan in general, and they wrapped up all the... Uh, the uh, kalim, the implements that were there, like the the menorah, the aron, and so on, they wrapped them up in the traveling cloths, and then the levim came in to carry it. So this is talking about those kainim, the ones that wrap it up, so that the kainim could carry it. Once they said in the divas a summer oisim the make house el el masoi. And they're the ones that place it into the carrying cloth so that the Bede Kos can then carry it. As is mentioned that the, the, the Parsha of Amidbar describes the whole process of how they disassembled the Mishkan every time they travel. And even though this is a bit of a difficult explanation about why it's called Naisi Bris Hashem, is a Sabadach Mer Karav Lipshutashal Mikra. But it's uh, closer to the simple meaning of the Pasuk. But it's much uh, a simpler explanation than to say that, that when it says, it really means the entire Shevet Levi. Because if so, why does it say, then it should say, so therefore, we still have to understand where Rashi knows that it's, he was giving it to the entire Shevet Levi. In addition to that, using the uh, wanting to prove it from the ones who carry the Aaron that this means the entire Shevet Levi, the entire Shevet Levi did not get to carry the Aaron. In fact, they were not permitted to carry the Aaron. Only who it was only a small segment of Shevet Levi, the, the uh, family of Kahas, that were permitted to carry the Aaron. So saying that Hanaisim Bris Hashem somehow includes the entire Shevet Levi is also incorrect. So the beer in them, so the explanation is Gimel. <coughs> also here being under Psukim, just like in other Psukim, learned Rashi. Rashi says, "As vayitna lekainim bnei Levi meint as in the sinu bepeilus given nor to the kainim." Rashi agrees that the actual trans- giving of the sefer Torah, just like everywhere else where it says a kainim bnei Levi, it means the kainim. So Moshe Rabbeinu gave the the sefer Torah to the kainim. That's what it says. Abatakim a high time shtoltzer the shaila, but for for that reason the question comes up: Vosis bavarant. And that's what Rashi is trying to explain. This question. That Moshe Rabbeinu handed over the Torah, not only to the Kayanim, but also to all the elders of, the, of Yisrael. So Allah shifted Yisrael. The elders means that he was giving it over for the elders to hold it on behalf of the entire Klal Yisrael, all the Shvatim. The, the elders represented the entire Klal Yisrael. But the Iskenim of the elders were their representatives. Since the Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Sevet to the Kayanim from Shevet Levi. 
and he gave it specifically to the Kainim and not to the Leviim. So then it comes out that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving a Sevetayra over to all the Shvatim through Zekainim, through the elders, and to the Kayanim. The only ones left out of being given to is a Chutz de Levim for Shevet Levi, except for Shevet Levi. In other words, the Kayanim, yes, but the, the Levim from Shevet Levi, they're the only ones that didn't were not given the Sevetayra or on their behalf, that somebody should hold it on their behalf. So that would be very strange, that Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Sevetayra to the Sekenim for all the tribes, all the Shvatim, and to the Kayanim for the Kayanim. And the only ones that didn't get, that he didn't give it over to, is the Levim. The father is Rashi Madhish B'Pirushoi, that's why Rashi tells us, Nosna Levnei Shifta, that he gave it to, to the members of the Shevet of Levi. Adosos Moshe Rabbeinu had given the Sevetayra to the Kayanim, that by Moshe Rabbeinu giving the Sevetayra to the Kainim, he meant by that he was giving it on behalf of the entire Shevet Levi. Because the Kainim over here were representing the entire Shevet. Just like the elders were there to represent the entire old Shvatim. So the Kainim here were representing the entire Shevet Levi. That's what Rashi is pointing out. That in fact he did give it to the Kainim. But he gave it to the Kainim as representatives of Shevet Levi. And that's the reason why the Pasuk adds B'nai Levi. Why doesn't he just say Akayinim? It says B'nai Levi. Because they weren't, uh, they weren't given, the Kainim were not given the Zevetayra as Kainim, in other words, for the Kainim. Nor was it any Kainim B'nai Levi. They were given the Zevetayra the because they are a part of Shevet Levi. From Shevet Levi. Nor Zainik the Kainim. Sarim from the Shevet Levi. But since the Kayanim are like the elite of Shevet Levi, so they are similar to the elders who are the elite of the other Shvatim. The Kayanim are the elite of the Levim. So therefore they represented the entire Shevet Levi. So that's actually what the Pasuk is telling us, that it was given to the Kayanim as a representative of the Shevet Levi. And although, generally speaking, the Kainim are in a, a category of their own within Shevet Levi, or from she, they're separated from Shevet Levi because they're a category unto themselves. They are a camp unto themselves. The Kainim, their place was a Machna Shechina. They uh, served in the Beis Hamikdash. The Leviim were a Machna Levia, a separate camping area. Is the Pirush in them? So the meaning is al pipshudush mikra, at least uh, from the simple understanding of the psukim. Nishtas is ein ganzen upketel givarim from shevet levi. It doesn't mean that they were completely removed from shevet levi. Nor as in tsugov to say a mylus but rather what it means is that in addition to being part of shevet levi, which carries with it all the uh, qualities of being a levi, hamzeich mylus akuna, they have an additional quality outstanding quality, which is that they're Kayinim as well. But of course, they're not removed from Shevet Levi. They're still a part of Shevet Levi. 
and for the echachas of them. How do we know that this is so? Number one, Rashi brings her up in Onay Parsha Ba'aloyscha. Rashi tells us at the beginning of Ba'aloyscha, Loma Nisbcha Parsha Menorah LaParsha Nesiyim. Why was Parsha's Ba'aloyscha, which talks about uh, lighting the Menorah, why was it immediately following the story of the Nesiyim and the uh, donate the carbonus that they brought by the dedication of the Mishkan? Shloi Hayimam Chulu. Because uh, the reason, is, oh, sorry, I skipped. Because when Aaron Akayin saw the dedication that the Nesim brought for the Mishkan, he was not involved. He didn't have such a carbon as a part of the dedication of the Mishkan. Neither he nor the Shevet Levi, not or his Shevet. Hashem had said to him, Chayecha, as a shvuah, as an oath, your participation in the dedication and the mishkan is greater than theirs. That you will light and fix the lamps on the menorah. That will be your contribution. But from them is mochach. That's why Baal comes right after the the, the the whole story of the the uh, nesiim what they brought, but from them is mochach. From this we see clearly as chodesh the inyan from adlokas atavus and neiros shayich nor to aaron kuhuna that even though the lighting of the menorah and the fixing of the menorah was only something that a kohen could do, it an aaron a kohen, it wasn't something that a levi could do. Is the sabre shtatus and the ganzer shevet? But Hashem said to him. The problem was that he wasn't part of it, and his shevet wasn't part of it, because no no uh, nasi of uh, shevet levi was part of the dedication of the mishkan. So he felt bad for himself and his shevet. And what did Hashem say? You will light the menorah, and that represents the entire shevet as well. By this, Hashem took away his regret that he wasn't involved and the Shevet wasn't involved. What did Hashem promise him? That you, as a Kayim, will light the Menorah, you will fix the Menorah. But the Levim can't fix the Menorah. So we see that the Kayim are still very much a part of Shevet Levi and that they represent Shevet Levi even in matters that they do as Kayim. Number two, another proof, after Kayim's dispute with Moshe and Aaron, Take from each shevet a staff, a stick. There should be twelve sticks. In the name of Aaron, you shall write on the stick that Levi brings, the shevet Levi brings. Which means uh, there is only one stick for each. Uh, Shevet. When as Rashi explains that what does this pasuk mean to say kimata echad that it's, there's only going to be one staff for Shevet Levi? Why would you think otherwise? Even though I divided Shevet Levi into two streams, two fam- familial connections, the family of the Kayanim is one fam- one part of Levi and the the family of the Levim is a separate part still it's only one Shevet and therefore they only have one staff 
on behalf of Shevet Levi. So we see clearly that the Kayanim still belong to Shevet Levi. They still represent Shevet Levi. They're still part of it. And therefore, um, when Moshe Rabbeinu gave it to the Kayanim, he was giving it to the Kayanim as part of Shevet Levi, on representing Shevet Levi. Dalit. Based on this, we can understand also in the discussion of halacha that we talked about before, the Ragachavah. That with the words B'nai Levi in that Pasuk over there in Parsha Shoftim by Egla Rufa, Marba Balimumim, the word over there comes to include that Balimumim can also be part, Kayanim who are Balimumim can also be part of the Egla Rufa. Just like Balim Mumen, even though they still remain Kayanim and that they're allowed to eat sanctified carbonus, uh, they're still permitted to eat it. And it's, it's not just eating. The eating of the Kayanim, of the carbonus is what brings atonement to the, to the Bailim. Kayanim Eichlim, Bailim Eskaprim. The kainim eat the remainder of the of certain carbonus, and the the owner of the carbon gains his atonement through the eating of the kainim. So it is still part of the avaida. Even so, in comparison to a, a full fledged kainim, which is allowed to do regular avaida, a balmum is considered a zarim, which means he is a foreigner to the avaida. He's not allowed to approach the avaida. The other Aveda, which is not permitted through uh, Balmum. The Yazakdin Yashami, as Yashami says, Hu Zar, Hu Balmum. He is a Zar because he is a Balmum. Hazoizain in the Bnei Levi, in a similar way, this, the, the Leviim, Chachizain Shevet Echad, even though they are still one Shevet with the Kainim, Midakzain is a. Verin Zay Farechad, Vizorim Lagabekainim, they're still considered like. Foreigners in in the matters of kahuna and therefore this comparison that we see the balamumim in certain sense the kainim that are balamumim are permitted to some things but are removed from other things and they're called foreigners to those other things which they're not allowed to do so also the levim. In certain things, they are part of the same shevet. In certain things, they're complete. They're considered foreigners. And for this reason, Bnei Levi teaches that the Balimumim are allowed to participate in the Egla Rufa. That they are similar in that sense to the Bnei Levi. That they are, they're part of it, but they're not part of it. And therefore, it means that the Balimumim can participate in the Egla Rufa. Nazoi eich didan. And so also in our case, this that we gave, that Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Sevetari to the Kayanim, was not given to them because they are Kayanim and they have an elevated sanctity, and that's why they will keep the Sevetari. Not so. Not all Kayanim and Levi. They were given the Sevetari as Kayanim who come from Shevet Levi. As Kayanim, which also contain within them the qualities of Levim. Even though being a Levi has contains within itself a certain distance from being a Kayan, of course. 
but yet the Kayinim are part of the uh, of Shevet Levi, and therefore they represented the Leviim as a whole, and that's why they were, it was given to them on behalf of Shevet Levi. And that's what the Pasuk is teaching. Hey, but still, there still remains unresolved issues here. Since the Kayinim are in the end, Separated away from the Levian biz, as is given abazunda machne fazich. In fact, they had a different uh, place where they lived. They lived in separate places. Machne shchina machne levian. Favosot means they take and is given the sevater else kainim abazunda. So then, why weren't they given the sevater as kainim? Why don't they deserve something special as the kainim? On nishnar al tzadim from the levian, and not just as the elite of shevet levi. And the same could be asked about the two things that we mentioned earlier. Number one, that Aaron was told that he was being given the lighting of the Menorah. As the Rebbe explains in another Sikha, that it was, it, we're talking about being a part of the Chanukah Samizbeach. That's what Hashem was telling him. You're going to be lighting the Menorah as part of the so why were they, the Kayanim, not given something in addition, you know, separate from the Levim? Aram was given this as a representative of the Shevet Levi. Why shouldn't the Kayanim get something specific to them in addition to what the Levi, the Shevet Levi, is getting? And number two, in the regards to the sticks of by the Machlekes Kairach Habasat Ben Dot Nisht Abgitel the Kainim from Levim. Why over there were the Kainim not separated from the Levim? Since they are a separate, they're almost like a separate tribe. They even live in a separate place. In fact, if you think about it, as we will in a moment, we will see that it makes more sense that the Kainim should be separated from the Levim and that there should be two separate groups. In regards to these three things, number one, the nidden didan in our case, chotsh state if gan shevet levi yerushayirum is betachal liyagav seiroski liyisrael. Even though the pasuk says in regards to the entire shevet levi, they shall teach the law to Yaakov to the rest of the yidden, the teiroschal liyisrael and the teirah to the yidden, as they all adafon learn and teirah mediten that the entire shevet levi has to learn teirah with yidden. Still, even in this matter, also the Kainim have a separate mission on in this matter itself. It's in regards to the Kainim specifically that it says in the Pasuk, you shall come to the Kainim when you have a question in the in the future times. That will be in that time. They will tell you what the law is. You shall conduct yourself according to the teachings that they teach you. So it's specifically the Kayanim. And as we said before, according to their uh, their dictate, shall be decided every dispute and every. Nega, which means that saras, if somebody gets, a, there is a certain blemish that occurs on a person or on a house, on a garment, and it has to be determined what this is, tuma, tamay, or tar. So the kayinim are the ones that have to state and declare whether it's tamay or tar. 
We don't find that the Leviim are part of that. Therefore, the Kayanim who have such a higher uh, mission, even in the teaching of the Torah, should also be given the Torah. In other words, it was one Torah that was given for everybody, but it was given as a group to the Shvatim, as a group to the Leviim. Why wasn't it given also to the Kayanim separately? Number two, the mitzvah for nadlogas atavas aneiris, the mitzvah of the fixing of the lamps of the menorah, is the shaykh norts That's something that only a kain is allowed to do. The fixing of the lamps, the lighting, can be done by a czar as well. But the fixing of the lamp hatavas aneiris is only by a kain. Kalashon Rashi analyzes the Rashi says atamadlikumaitavas You will be the one to light and fix the lamps. When Levim Zainan also bezeg like we call Shifti Yisrael, the Levim are not permitted to be part of that, just like all the other, any one of the other Shvatim. And therefore, it would seem that the Levim should have had some other participation in the Chanukah of the Mizbeach, of the Mishkan, that wasn't exclusive to the Kayanim as, uh, as uh, fixing the lamps that Aaron did because that doesn't represent the Levium it doesn't seem to represent the Levium they're not even permitted to do it <clears throat> and in regards to the third matter the Tainafun Kairach that which Kairach said why do you raise yourself above the whole community he was talking about Aaron that he, you know, the Kayanim that he's Aaron became the, the Kayan Gadol. Why are you uh, raising yourself above everybody else? Everybody's uh, holy, is what he said. Is Kairach wasn't arguing about the position, the status of Shevet Levi. Kairach because he himself was a Levi. He was quite satisfied with being a Levi. He didn't want to be demoted from a Levi. He wanted to be elevated to a Kayan Gadol. Now, Dafka of Kahuna his argument was against the kahuna. As he stated, and you're looking for kahuna as well. You became the Moshe Rabbeinu, became the leader. He's the king, and then now his brother is the Kayan, and so on. And these sticks that we're, that we're talking about were there as something that will be remembered forever. As Everybody will remember the sticks because the miracle that happened that it was only the stick of Aaron that blossomed and produced fruit, leaves and fruits and so on. So that will be remembered forever that it's the Kayanim. Nobody should ever argue against the Kahuna again. So there for sure it would seem that the Kayanim should have had their own sticks so that it could be understood clearly that it's about Kahuna and that the Kayanim are correct. The Shevet Levi was never under attack about this matter. So why is it brought together that the Shevet Levi and the Kayanim have their own stick? It would seem that the Kayanim should have their own stick. Vav is the Bir Bazeh. So the explanation of this is from the inner dimension. It's better understood from that perspective. Even though it's true that both the Levim and the Kainim were lifted up out of the general community of the Yidin, they were elevated that they should be the ones to serve Hashem.
and that they should be removed from worldly matters. They weren't given land. They don't have to deal with the land. They will be given gifts to keep them going. So even though both the Levim and the Kayinim had that status, but there's still a difference between them. A Kayin is not allowed to subject himself to Tuma, to ritual impurity, at all. And that's why a Kayin is not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael, because the whole Eretz Chutzlaretz, anything outside Eretz Yisrael, was declared to be a, t- a place of Tuma. And a Kayin is not allowed to make it, subject himself to Tuma, therefore he shouldn't leave Eretz Yisrael at all. But if a Levi doesn't have this kind of prohibition that he shouldn't subject himself to Tuma. <coughs> Meaning to say that a Kayin is completely removed from anything that is contradictory, a conflict with Tara, holiness and, and ritual purity. He's not allowed to subject himself at all to Tuma, at least Tuma's mess. Sai by him he is not allowed to become Tomei. Mashenkin by a Levi is nisht abgefrekt any from Tuma, but by a Levi, it is no prohibition for him to let's say go to a Levaya or to be involved in the burial of a of a mace. He's a permitted to. There's nothing wrong with that. But as a daf and the only thing is, of course, before he's going to do the service of a Levi to go to the Beis to serve, of course, he's going to have to put himself through the cleansing process. Because in the Beis Hamikdash, when he does his Abayda, he's not allowed to do it while he's Tomei. But strictly speaking, a Levi is permitted to become Tomei, so he's not completely removed from the concept of Tomei. The same is true that within every Yid, there is also the Kayin within every Yid and the Levi within every Yid. The Chinus Kayin is the Madregin Nefesh. The level of Kayim within Ebi Yid is, is talking about that level of the soul. A place where there is no Tuma, there cannot exist Tuma. Tuma doesn't touch that part of the soul. What's the Levi within Ebi Yid? Is a part of the soul where there could be Tuma. Tuma can attach itself to that part of the soul. On the Avodah Mitzvah the Madrege is Sumavatul Zayin. What is the job? What is the the work that a Yid has to do? You have if Tuma gets in, you have to remove it. You have to get rid of it. The Tefila Oisus Abitul the Tuma. You have to Tevil like just like a Levi would have to Tevil in order to get rid of the Tuma to be able to do the Avodah. So also the Yid, if Tuma gets in, you have to get rid of it through Bitul. That's how you get rid of it. Inandra Verta. In other words, Loshanat Hatanya, as the Dalter ever says in Tanya, Kayin is the Matzav Avaida from his Hapcha. A Kayin is, is Avaida, which is called the complete transformation. Transformation means there is no Ra at all. It's been completely transformed into good, into holiness. Using the marshal that Alter ever uses in Tanya, that's like eating sweet food. Sweet food means it's tasty on every level. Levim, what does Levim mean? 
iskafia. Elevium is the avoda of iskafia, where it's you haven't completely banished all evil out of yourself. There is evil which is there, and it rears its head from time to time, and you have to subdue it. Mebrechtem ramavata, you have to break the the subdue the ra, and you have to ultimately get rid of it. says that this would be like food, that the Eibishter enjoys this Aveda as well, just like people can enjoy bitter food or sour food which by itself is bitter and sour it does, it's, t- it's not a good taste but the way you prepare it, if you prepare it properly, so you can make that into a tasty food as well so also when you have Ra and you have to deal with the Ra with the ugliness of Ra, Hashem enjoys that too, that's also a good food if you prepare it properly as he says, you have to prepare it properly. So that's what a levy is. Meaning that's the levy within Amiyid. So based on this we can understand. Why in these three subjects that we just mentioned, the Levim and the Kainim were not separated out from each other. They didn't make a special category for the Kainim. While the Kavonavatachos from the Drayin Yonim because the, the purpose of all those three things that we talked about is to bavaran and masakas and inyam bilti It's dealing with correcting something which is negative. All those three subjects were dealing with a negative thing. And that the correcting something negative, as we said, is not what a kayan is. A kayan has no connection to anything negative. It is that's the avoid of a levi. Because a, a kayan has no connection to evil at all. Nor That is an avoda which is connected to being a levi, where there is ra and you have to fix it, deal with it. On the river is a and therefore even it, even though it involved the kayanim, it didn't involve them as kayanim. But it involved them as being part of Levi, and therefore, on some level, they have a connection to this, to a problem area as well, at being Leviim as well. But it doesn't talk to them as their, their status as a Kayan, because a Kayan has no connection to a negative thing to begin with, and therefore it's not the Avaida of a Kayan to have to deal with a negative situation. Where do we see the negative situation in all these three things? Zayin, Vahabir, the explanation is, number one, <coughs> in our case, which is talking about the Nesinus of the that Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Sevetayda, is given Nishlib Lerner Teirastam. The reason that Moshe Rabbeinu gave this particular Sevetayda to the Klal Yisrael was not just so that they have a Sefer to learn from. He gave it to them to ward off any future problems that might arise. And that's why the reason that he gave this Sevetayra after having given a long set of rebukes and warnings. And then he made a bris, he brought them all into the covenant that when they come to Israel they shouldn't think of leaving Hashem and they should conduct themselves in the, the straight and narrow and so on. From Parsha Tavi and Etzavim, which is the recorded in Parsha Gisavi and Parsha Netzavim. 
Now he gave them the Sebetayra. In other words, this Sebetayra was meant to protect them and to strengthen them not to fall into the problems, to the traps of being in Etzisrol, next to the other nations and so on, and what could come up in the future. So it was a Sebetayra to protect them from evil. Number two, Ad Lokas Vatovas Anedis, in regards to the fixing of the lamps of the Menorah. The reason that he was told this by Hashem was because Aram felt bad. That he felt bad means he felt regret that he wasn't part, that he didn't participate in the, the, the uh, gifts of the Nevi'im. Uh, sorry, the Nesim. Which is the concept of Tshuva. He felt regret that he wasn't part of something positive that he could have been. And the idea of tshuva comes, as we said, from the levi aspect of Aaron. The Kayanim are beyond, they're above tshuva, they never get down into the dirty at all. And the general idea of the Menorah is that it's the light which goes out from the base Amigdash to spread to the whole world. That the idea of uh, that the light of the Menorah, as we know, that a little bit of light can push away a lot of darkness, and that was the purpose of the Menorah to bring light to the world, to push away the darkness of the world. So that again is a, it's sort of the concept of what a Levi deals with rather than what a Kayan deals with, and that's why in that too, Aaron was given that job as a chelik of Shevet Levi. Even though, of course, a regular lady can't do it, it has to be the Kayan, but even within the Kayan, the, the, uh, the fact that he is a lady too is what he's dealing with. Number three, in regards to the Machlekes of Kerech, Kichas Hamatois, Hot Gehata Shaychatsim Bitl Betikum for Machlekes Kerech, the whole process of those sticks was in order to rectify get rid of and to rectify the problem that Kairach created through his Machlekes. As Hashem said, and by this I will ward off all those complaints that they didn't have. So that was the purpose of these sticks, to get rid of that Machlekes thing. And that's why in this matter too, this has no connection to the Kayanim. The Kayanim don't deal with the negative, and therefore, in all these three things, the Kayanim were not given a specific, a separate role in this, because this is really, all three of them are the role of Levim rather than of Kayanim, and that's why the Kayanim did it as a Chalik, as a part of Shevet Levi. Le'idach Kisa, on the other hand, and in the Kayanim and Aaron, the Shluchim for Shevet Levi, Durchzufin, the Dreisachen. On the other hand, it was the Aaron and the Kayanim, which were the uh, representative of the Levim to, to, to correct these things, to deal with these things. Because by doing that, by the Kayanim uh, fixing it, it accomplished both things. Pchinus Levi Viskafia, it dealt with what a levy deals with, which is a skafim, is misakin ra to fix the problem that was created, and then also They also dealt with the uh, the role of a kayim, which is to completely transform the tikkun ra 
is betachlus ashlemus that the way they fixed the the ra was not just to subdue it and it might raise its head again, but to completely transform it in an oifim from the ishapchach shayr in a way that the darkness was turned into light, and the bitter was turned into sweet, as vet kulay that it became completely good. So the Rebbe here answered a question that the Rogachavas left unanswered, and he said, and the, and the Rebbe answered it.